here because uh, I was invited. Is that a good answer? That's fun. Yeah, I was invited. So I thought I'd come along. Why not? There's already love in the universe. I've already found love. I found love with reality, my friend. I'm already in love. I'm in love with waking up every day. Indeed. You know, there's people who are trying to stop me breathing and they've yet to succeed. I'm already in love. love life's great. I used to think that it was the man, and I was actually accurate, thinking that it was the man who was selling himself to the woman. But once you reach a certain level of achievement as a, as a man, it's the woman who's trying to sell herself to you. That's exactly right. Um, and what that is, is the diff it's the difference between alpha and beta men, right? So if you're in the bottom 80%, then you have to prove, you have to jump through hoops to get a girl. If you're top 20, then she has to prove to you why she deserves to stay. I've handled a bunch of, of difficult situations in my life. I'm, I'm not intimidated. Just leave it at that. We'll see how it goes. I would say I'm pretty confident, yeah, overall. Yeah, I think uh, confidence is born from adversity, right? Everything that doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Meh. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's not, not strictly true. But, you know, uh, mostly, I guess, there are some things that definitely, once you get them, they don't make you stronger. I can think of many things. But uh, mo mostly, mostly. Can Cheyenne ask you whatever she likes? Anything she likes, find the most difficult question on the planet, tell her to throw her question card away, write a new one. I'm ready. I better be good. I better struggle, which is obviously impossible. So she should at least try to make me struggle. I spent my life fighting in the cage. I'm not, I'm not scared of her. I think relationships are a beautiful thing. I think that the synergy between men and women are a beautiful thing if they are correctly collaborated. I think that that's what makes society function. I think that's what makes the world function. Indeed. Um, so... Uh, this is a uh, rural Tomasi, right? Men and women are better together than they are apart. It's just we're, we're taught incorrectly. Men are taught incorrectly and women are taught incorrectly what they need to be doing, right? And so now we have feminized loser weak men and we have masculinized, um, you know, women who um, are doing everything wrong, right? And then these are supposed to go together. It's like, no, don't teach men to be more feminine and women to be more masculine. Teach women to be more feminine and men to be more masculine. And then let the polarity naturally happen and let, let the relationships form how they're supposed to, right? That's, that's the idea. I think that men and, men and women falling in love and having children and having families are very, very beautiful things. Agreed. As as it's done correctly, as long as the woman obeys. When it's done correctly. It's like she's supposed to. If only that happened. Again, in the Bible, it says that women should. But uh, uh, again, like them being obedient or cooperative or whatever it's rare in 2023 to find a girl who's fit feminine cooperative bedroom fund loyal and submissive it's very rare in fact uh a lot of masculinized american women are you know uh, not marriage material let's be frank because they are non-traditional women that want traditional men if you want a traditional man you have to be a traditional woman that's logical hello and welcome to the helios blog my name is Helios here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all the notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe. Um, I, again, I've revamped it totally. So go and check it out. And um, again, uh, if you'd like to drop me a donation, you can, like Tom M. Link is in the description. Shout out to him. Let's continue. And... Uh... I think the world can be a beautiful place as long as gender roles are not misconstrued and misunderstood. Agreed. So if Sean doesn't understand that, I'll correct her quickly and we'll fix the world and we can move on. Okay, so before the interview even happens, 
Look at the girl's body language and what she's wearing, okay? So, uh, what she's wearing is perhaps a bit too revealing. It's a bit too, um, what's it called? It's a bit too attention-seeking. Um, her body language is closed. And she has a disdainful, angry, um, masculine expression. So, based on my first impression here, I'm going to guess that the interviewer here is um, a womanized, Americanized, um, modern, quote-unquote, woman. Let's, let's see if I'm right. I could be wrong. Very nice to meet you. Hello. Hi. That's really nice. Thank you. Let's do two, two, two kisses. One. Oh, very, very nice to meet you. What's very your name? nice to meet you. She looks uncomfortable. Andrew Tate, what's your name? Andrew, nice to meet you. Um, Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Or Cheyenne Reynolds, if you're doing this the whole Cheyenne Reynolds, we're yeah. going to do official. Yeah. Okay, nice Reynolds. to meet you. Cheers. I think she's an uh, attractive woman. She's good looking. Friendly demeanor. Um, I can tell she thinks she knows things. So I look right, uh, but what he didn't say... Uh, is she has um, an arrogant disposition that can be that can be uh, determined right from the from the from the drop. Also, she seemed very uncomfortable to to me. Yeah, looking looking at that uh, initial interaction. For the correcting her, but that's usually how life works. Finally, see a man that makes an effort. How? N- n- no, um, like okay. Are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah? Okay, where are you from? This is almost like a blind date. American, but I lived in England for a long time. I lived in a very prestigious part of the UK. I don't know if you've ever heard of Luton. Very prestigious. prestigious, yeah. Yeah, yeah, number one. Luton! Okay. Was not expecting that. So you, her, so clearly she's British. But anyway, her reaction to hearing about that is, oh, he grew up in the hood? You know, like, also... I have more to to, um, comment on here. Her eyes, okay? You can tell that she has that long-term sadness. So my guess is that probably she's an alpha widow. That's that's my guess. Again, I can't can't know for sure. But um, these are the eyes of a person who's been, you know, who hasn't married the alpha male, let's, let's just say, that she, of her dreams. Also, you can look at her left hand, no ring on her finger, and she is past the age of 28, so. So I was in Luton for a while, and now I live in Europe, so I'm oh, just wow. coming, yeah. Okay, because your accent, it's like really different, isn't it? It's pretty mixed up. I'm like a street dog, my dear. In it. So in it means uh, she's using, um, like, how would I describe it? Like low, lower class slang is what she's using. She's trying to appear more cool than she is. Okay, anyway. I've been here, I've been there. Half American, half English, half Luton, half everything else. A bit of a mix. A bit of a mix. Cool. This is literally like a blind date. Oh, so how did you get here today? Uh, I flew in. I flew in this morning. Flew in. It's different. It's like different. Again, she's, this is literally a blind, a blind date, by the way. And... She, when she asked, how did you get here? She's fishing for money. He looks like a guy, the way he's dressed, he seems like he has money. So she's determining, does he have money? 
okay, then I'm going to try to get in his good graces because there's there might be some benefit to me. Women are pragmatic in their relationship choices. Just keep that in mind, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump okay. on the jet. You flew in on a jet? Who is this guy? That's cool. So how did you get here today? Uh, I flew in. I flew in this morning. Flew in. It's different. Same like different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump okay. on the jet. You flew in on a jet? Who is this guy? It repeated guy? the same thing twice. What about you? You have a mix, no? Yeah. Uh, my family, we're Caribbean and English. So the Caribbean side's the, the crazy side? Or, nice. the English, or the English side's the crazy side? Um, I'd say the Caribbean's the fun side. The fun you know, a bit side? So, by the way, guys, when girls say fun, they don't mean fun. Just so you know. So, when a girl says, I had fun with a guy, it means they had bedroom fun. When she says the fun side, what is she implying to the guy? She's implying, I'm fun. I'll have bedroom fun with you. You see, guys? Just see that. Yes. So, you're fun and crazy. Not crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so again, this is totally a blind date. So, when Andrew is saying... Yeah, so this is this is like how what you do on a date, right? Like playfully, right? You you call the girl crazy, which is called a neg, right? And then she's like, "Oh, I'm not crazy." She qualifies herself to you, so you're demonstrating higher value. You see what I'm saying? Because again, for a for a man and woman, for, for a good dynamic relationship dynamic, what you need is the guy to be the superior and the girl to be. Um, like the guy to be two points more attractive, right? So demonstrating higher value shows to the girl that she has she's with a man who is better than her, right? Because hypergamy seeks above itself. Taller, stronger, faster, fitter, more money, more status, more girls, um, more relationships, everything. Everything more than herself. And if you're two points above or higher, then she's going to treat you very well indeed. It's the beginning of the day, you can't lie. Do I look like I'd lie to you? Yes. <laughs> I'm not a liar, actually. Yeah, she's now, now she's being hostile, you see? Okay, and anyway, let's look at her expression. Her eyes half-lidded, uh, her mouth in a fake uh, tight-lipped smile, her hands crossed. She's not liking how this is going. The guy isn't doing as she wants. Um, it's, uh, he broke rapport and she's upset. But again, the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is indifference. So that, uh, the man that is not afraid of breaking rapport, that man is the kind of man that women are attracted to. So that's called holding frame. Okay, anyway. Um, let's read an article by Rolo Tomasi, then we'll go back to this. The real nice, quote unquote, I once posed this question on the SoSwap forum. Let's say in a strange alternate world, women would love you if you're a nice guy. In this world, you could do all the things you wanted to do. You could be sappy, you could write a poetry, and she would love it. The more of a nice guy you were, the more women in general would love and appreciate you. And in this alternate world, the jerks and players would be the ones sneered at by women. If you were a jerk in this world, no woman would like you. If you were cocky, they would dismiss you immediately. Would you remain a nice guy if you were in this alternate world? I got a variety of answers ranging from the want for a clear but no less useful terminology. First off, I object to the labels. I know they've been used here in the seduction community for a nice guy, but I don't really believe in the stereotypes. I'm not a nice guy or a jerk or a bad boy. Having said that and cleared the air, let's go back to the stereotypes. How many guys came here to this forum as quote-unquote nice guys? They were probably perfectly happy with themselves and only decided to change so they could be do better with women. So they became assholes. Just to please women. I don't see why they wouldn't do the opposite in this alternate reality. 
I don't care for the stereotypes. Half the guys on the forum think of a jerk or a douche is a desirable thing to be. Something's wrong with this picture. Somehow a jerk has become a guy with a backbone who stands up for himself. The definition of a nice guy should just be a man who respects others as well as himself. But instead, in dating, in dating circles, the nice guy means a wimp. <coughs> uh, to the hope for relational equity and an appreciation for being nice. I don't think it's that simple. You can be compassionate and kind without supplicating. And the whole nice thing isn't really about kindness. It's about supplicating and expecting something in return. Nice is really just synonymous with needy, unattractive behaviors. As I see it, it's not even genuine kindness as when you, uh, as when you expect nothing in return. To me, being an alpha bad boy, quote unquote, just means going after what you want. It means pushing the envelope and being aggressive in pickup. It doesn't mean being antisocial or violent or being rude to people. It often happens that an aggressive guy has these tendencies, but I don't think they contribute to a successful women unless they bring him some fame too. I think women do have a capacity to appreciate kind gestures and will certainly judge a man by how he treats his family, etc. The protector of quote unquote loved ones is an attractive archetype to women. Uh, yeah, to 30 plus women. To the guys that uh, the guys that lose out are the ones that do quote unquote nice things in the hope that a woman will grow attracted to them. They let the women control the frame in this case and act like children trying to please their mother. This is always an attraction killer. It doesn't matter if they're a jerk or an alpha in every other aspect of their life. Lots of really tough dudes are complete wusses around women. It's truly one of the cosmic ironies of the universe that women should completely lack the capacity to truly appreciate the niceties of men, yet still perpetually claim to desire these niceties. With the notable exceptions of natural alphas, I believe most men would overwhelmingly default to being compassionate, empathetic souls steeped in romantic notions of chivalry, dedication, and honor. Whether this sentiment is the result of genuine dedication to a principle inspired by a hope that women would appreciate his sacrifices to principle and reciprocate with their intimacy is really a crisis of motive. And that was really the gist of my question. Are guys playing nice to get laid, or is niceness something deep-rooted? Uh, that they have to necessarily repress in order to be taken se- seriously as a bedroom fund competitor because women would despise him were he to be as nice as he has the capacity to be. Most guys make lame attempts to redefine raw natural alpha masculinity to fit into according with all these uh, notable qualities. Tragically, women in reality prove them wrong in virtually every instance, but their fallback denial is an easy one, ironically provided for them by the feminine imperative. Those women don't appreciate your niceness are just damaged women. No quality woman would value an asshole above a real nice guy. Men are simply never rewarded for displays of these higher self-aspirations with genuine appreciation by women. They certainly appreciate them on a by-the-need uh, by basis and as a value-added benefit, but the esoteric self-actualizing concerns men believe women should prioritize as primarily attractive aspects of themselves are never what they hope women will appreciate. If anything, overly nice men are punished for it, either in the instance or progressively over time. The only way to garner true appreciation, true valuation, true truly inspired displays of affection from women is to covertly imply the risk of losing the man. Whether the man is even truly of a higher value is irrelevant. Only the perception needs to be reinforced. Risk of loss is all that factors. Risk of losing an investment in optimized hypergamy is weighed against her own perceived SMV and the effort needed to reinvest in another potentially higher man. Risk of loss is why her imagination furiously spins the wheel in her head. That sounds horrible, but the truth often is. Women's lack of appreciation for the more compassionate natures of men and their consuming regard for rewarding men that appease their hypergamy is so well proven it's become predictable enough to develop techniques and behavioral modifications to exploit it. 
Most guys would like nothing better than to honestly play the loving white knight romantic who women bemoan a lack of in the world. Yet for every sonnet composed, every provision met, every compliment delivered, and every well-planned candlelit dinner conversation, there's a woman feverishly sleeping with her alpha bad boy in his low-rent apartment for fear of losing him to the competition. Attraction and arousal. Occasionally we return to a common theme of debate with self-proclaimed RP women in various Manosphere comment threads about how women may be attracted to certain characteristics men would like to identify as being nice, but no woman is aroused in a bedroom fun sense by these qualities. As I've argued in the past, attraction and arousal are two separate elements of hypergamy. Alpha bedroom fun is arousing, beta bucks is attractive. A couch-surfing alpha will be arousing enough to bang women indiscriminately despite his impoverished condition, he has no relational equity, and so frustrates the efforts of men who believe that the definition of alpha ought to be based on the equity they hope women will appreciate. Women will return to the callous or cavalier alpha because he arouses her, but she will stay faithful to a well-providing husband because what he offers is attractive to her. This is why I say by and large women love most men for what they represent. And once they cease to represent that, once they stumble in maintaining that, hypergamy is free to run. On a personal level, this may be you losing a job or how you failed a shit test. On a meta scale, it may be women's social capacity to provide for themselves. A lot of guys get lost in these definitions. They believe a woman at her word in what she finds attractive in a man, but they conflate this list of qualities, read a woman's online dating profile, with what a woman finds arousing. While they may be attractive without arousal, there is never arousal by way of what makes a man attractive. Your respectability, sterling character, and being good with kids doesn't make you look any better when your shirt comes off. Alright. Back to this blind date here. You're not a liar. Everything you tell me for the rest of this episode is going to be a complete truth. Yeah. Promise me. Yeah. Say I promise. <laughs> I promise. I really promise. I, I promise. You see, the tone implies that she's lying. Also, look at Andrew's lips. You can tell he doesn't believe the BS. Half truths and veiled truths are not truths, by the way. Um, so what do you do? Let me think of a lie. Give me a second. No, you can't lie. You, you have to tell the truth. I don't have to tell the truth. <laughs> you agreed you're telling the truth. There's only one of us can tell the truth. One of us can lie. That's not a good stuff. I'm a shoe salesman. I sell shoes, socks, shoe accessories, polish, etc., etc. Yeah? Yeah, I sell shoes. Yeah. You good at it? I'm doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surviving. Uh, yeah. So, by the way, guys, it's called cocky and funny. Uh, very good technique to use in uh, in dating, um, especially on the first date. Um, and uh, these this the obvious lying stuff is also very attractive and very very um, effective. Sold two pairs of shoes yesterday. Life's good. Okay, that's good. He's a liar. So, tell me a bit about you. By the way, guys, the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is indifference. And when she says that he's a liar, it doesn't matter. Her reaction is actually intrigue. She's intrigued by this guy. She wants to know more. Because it's interesting. It's fun. It's not boring first date conversation. Yeah, Andrew. I'm not comfortable opening up too much. Oh, really? Yeah, because, you know, you might work for John Law and the government. No. I have to be careful what I say. Oh, so it's, it's not commitment issues. It's not. No, it's not commitment issues. It's sure? more just like legality issues. Oh, okay. Uh huh. You see, and now he's implying that he's like um, what's it called? Like a bad boy, right? You see, guys, it's all like like playing. And look, look at her face. She's like, you can see she's intrigued, but again, because of her age, 
she's been around the block a few times. She's been fooled before. So it depends on her age, whether she'll uh, want the alpha bad boy or not, because that's what uh, Andrew is coming off as. In my humble experience, when a woman's truly in love with a man, she has zero interest in the physicality, the pure physicality of other men. When she's completely in love with a man, and I love this man, there's no, there's no such thing as another man who's handsome to a girl when she's completely beside. As a man, if I'm completely in love with a girl, I can still see another woman and go, yeah, that's beautiful. She's hot. Right. That's actually, that's absolutely true. Um, when a girl is in love with a guy that meets her hypergamous requirements she like is not even going to attempt to imply that the guy uh that she could be interested in another man because it's very it's very bad for the girl to do that because women are objectively beautiful i don't believe men really are and in my experience when a woman's truly in love with a man there's no man on earth she finds attractive including a celebrity crush if you're sitting there and your girl's going, oh, this guy is so hot, The Rock or Idris Elba, whoever, then, there's a, then she doesn't love you like she should. That's right. Absolutely. That's actually a gigantic red flag that here is the underlying dynamic. Women have a dualistic mating strategy. So what that means is – so here's what women actually want, okay? They read a romance novel if you want to see what women actually want. They want the prince – Who's he, he's like a young, fit, hot man who's rich, right? Or they want the the vampire or the werewolf or the pirate. You get what I'm saying? He's like a uncontrolled, rich, powerful, immortal, incredible being who's superior to her in every way, right? And and what they'll try to do is they they want that man. So when they're 18 to 23, that's the man they're looking for, right? And some women, they acknowledge that they'll never be able to find that guy. And so what do they do? They have a dualistic mating strategy. So what I mean is when they're 18 to 23 at their most and their agency is the highest, they have the most choice. They will choose to be with the guy that most closely resembles that guy from the from the romance novel. So they'll they'll go for the hottest possible richest guy or the, the hottest possible highest status guy they can find in their environment. And they'll and some women will even go so far as to have bedroom fun with that guy. Um, now some some women will even have a child with that guy, right? And then have another man later provide the resources for it, right? So some women will go, this guy is so hot, I have to have his child, right? And then, but, but, he's, but he's poor. So then she later on finds a guy to save her from a bad decisions. And that's the dualistic mating strategy. They can't get the prince, the 30-year-old hot, fit, rich guy. So they get the hot, fit guy and then later get the rich from a different guy. But they don't want the genes of that guy. They're repulsed by him. So... When a girl says, oh my god, uh, Channing Tatum is so hot, Idris Elba is so hot, The Rock is so hot. What she's actually saying to you is, I see you as the provider guy. I now want some good genes. And so some girls, they'll do it in reverse. You know, they'll try to lock down Chad and lock down Chad and lock down Chad and fail. Eventually, they marry a guy with money because they know that they need money provisioning on a long-term basis to, to provide for children, and they'll sleep with the pool boy. 
And that's the other way, right? So one way is a single mom where she, you know, uh, she sleeps with Chad and then and then has another guy pick up the pieces and pr- and pay for him. And the other way is she marries the rich guy or, you know, as rich a guy as she can marry based on her agency at the age that she's at. And then she'll sleep with a guy when she's ovulating to get the good genes from a different guy. That's the dualistic mating strategy. So when a girl does that, that's actually the underlying dynamic. So she's implying to you that you're the beta male. And so you should leave the situation. Because if you're not her top choice, there is someone who is, she'll cheat on you. Guaranteed. Maybe not now, but in a year, in two years, in 10 years, she'll cheat. Okay, uh, here's a post from Relationship Advice from two days ago. So the guy is 25, the girl's 22. I just got dumped for something I can't help. My fiance just broke up with me for, quote unquote, not having my crap together. We've been together for two and a half years and we got engaged June of 2022. All has been seemingly perfect until today. Today I found out I would not be receiving financial aid for this semester as my parents make too much, but they do not pay for my schooling, so I came home on my work break to tell my fiancé, and he didn't seem to care too much. He drives semis for UPS and makes a very good living, although we split everything 50-50 and I work full-time. Okay, so they live in an equal, they're in an equal relationship. Cool. When I went back to work, I received a long text message saying how we needed to break up because he wanted someone who already had their career established and I won't be graduating until spring 2024 as I've had to make a, take a semester off to be off, uh, able to afford school again. He's not talking to me and I don't understand where he's getting this from. He knew I was still in school when we started dating and when we got engaged. In his defense, what I'm going to school for is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I still want to finish so I can provide more and be able to get back to school comfortably. What should I do? <clears throat> so... The guy works for UPS and the girl is the provider? Like, I I don't understand. Or is, there's a lot of information missing. But my guess is that the guy knows that he's going to have to pay for her so much more and he doesn't want to do it. So he broke up. That that would be my guess. Let's see what the comments say here. Uh, 236 upvotes. You're 22. No one has their crap together at 22. Despite the odds, you actually seem to have your crap together. You're in school and are holding a steady job. You split pills 50-50 with your fiancé, i.e. having your crap together. He broke off the engagement of a text for stupid reasons. You're well rid of this clown. So again, text just supports the girl. Nothing really useful here. Yeah, I, I, I'm uh, inclined to believe with the, uh, to, to agree with this post. 724 upvotes. If this is true, he just doesn't want to be with you and he's using it as an excuse. Three months is nothing in the grand scheme of spending your life with someone. I'd cut your losses because he sounds like he doesn't care about you. Yeah, it, it probably is for another reason. There's not enough information here to know. All right, guys, we're going to end the video there. Again, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, uh, I do have a Patreon exclusive content. Guys, newly revamped Patreon. Um, and I have weekly content po- posting on Patreon starting on the 15th. So uh, with already a bunch of posts there. Uh, and again, weekly. So you can go and subscribe there. You could also drop me a donation like Tom M. Shout out to him. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, guys, for watching my videos, especially if you took the time out of your busy day to listen to the end. I really do appreciate it. You guys are wonderful, and I will see you next time.